It is kind of like the Brady Bunch, but if there were two other unknown children and those two children were actually universities in the NCAA named Washington State and Oregon State. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. Drake Toll here from ESPN Central Texas alongside Nathan Brown, Big 12 Mafia, at B12 Mafia on Twitter. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. I have been hearing, Nathan, and you've been on this for a while, I hear. Washington State, Oregon State, the Big 12, what seemed so foreign and, and unbelievable a couple of weeks ago to me now has such a backbone that I had to bring in the expert. That's why Mafia is here to you. It sounds like this is not something that is as crazy as many of us have made it out to be. Absolutely not. Uh, for one thing, um, the conferences are in consolidation mode, right? They've been in consolidation ever since uh, o- o- or sorry, um, Oklahoma and Texas moved. Yeah. Then you had uh, UCLA and USC move. Uh, then you have the other things that happened this summer with other schools moving places. Uh, the powers that be do not want a fifth conference. They don't want some rump conference out there that has any schools that used to be power five that could potentially take a t- Attention away from the others for the other conferences. They don't want the money spread out to five organizations when they can do it to four. So the easiest way to solve that problem is just bring Washington State and Oregon State into the Big 12. Uh, we know Fox isn't going to subsidize that at all. So it all had to be ESPN money, you know, 20, 21 million dollars, uh, which is about a two thirds share do that for four years and you know bing bang boom it's done and now you no longer have these this claim for for schools that used to be p5 that have now been demoted out of no no fault of their own uh to put them in a conference that has a lot of uh of space right and as until we get to 20 teams i think the big 12 is still in a growing mode they could pick up more schools from the acc uh i'm i'm very uh, sensitive to bringing in more schools from the west side because I know everybody knows West, West Virginia needs help. Uh, UCF needs help. Cincinnati needs help. But I think it's just low-hanging fruit and it, it really shouldn't be a big dramatic thing. And now if ESPN doesn't want to pay for it, then it probably won't happen. Yeah. But uh, in my opinion, uh, just getting those guys out so that there, there can't be this counterclaim from anybody that used to be in a P5 that is now not in a P5 through no fault of their own, that would be the easiest way to do it. What you just said is this doesn't have to be a big thing, a big dramatic thing, as in almost similar to the way that those first four teams came to the Big 12. It wasn't dramatic. Right. It was one day they weren't here the next day. Hey, these four teams are coming in. There were The smoke was there to an extent, but it was really that things moved quickly. The rumor mill was not as heavy as it has been now the last six months with the new Pac-12 teams and now the conversation on Washington State and Oregon State. From a brand standpoint, you talk about unequal shares for the first couple of years and then reevaluation. Do these two teams have the brands that ESPN says, all right, we're going to have to have them in a power four conference. Otherwise they're going to cost us money. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, Oregon State by far has – they've come leaps and bounds. They're more deserving than a Cal or a Stanford. They're more deserving, you can make an argument, than an ASU, uh, maybe even an Arizona. So wow. it, it's it's one of these situations where let's not get caught up in the whole has the bigger brand and who has yeah. – look, Pullman's a small town. Corvallis is a, a small town. I've been to both of them. And and I, I think they're, it's the rabidness of their, pat, their fans. We mm. all know that Washington – State has had a traveling flag to, I think, every yeah. uh, college game day the ESPN has, has had for the last 20 years. Everywhere you go, you see that that silver and uh, crimson uh, Washington State logo in the background, the Cougar, and they get run on on ESPN. So mm-hmm. I think as far as ESPN is concerned, both schools have value. I've, I've been saying for months and months that this shouldn't even have been even a question. The minute all the other com- – the schools left the Pac-12. In my opinion, you should have just brought along Washington State and Oregon State. I, I think it's common sense, and I like to make my decisions based on that common sense stuff. What I what I like where you've hit here, Mafia, these are two fan bases that are blue collar. I would describe them as blue collar against the grain where you have the flash of USC and UCLA. These programs fit in the Big 12 better than a Washington would have fit from a culture standpoint. These are right. underdogs that are used to being overlooked, which is the way the Big 12 has kind of made the entertainment value right now. Mafia, when it comes to – this is something that, I, that I'm really getting hung up on. The Big 12 is bad right now. First few weeks have been really, really poor on the field for yeah. teams outside of just a handful, right? four or five. For Washington State, Oregon State, it's been the opposite. Those two programs are as good as they have been in decades. Does that dichotomy help these two teams, or is performance something you kind of have to take out altogether? Well, one year of performance isn't going to offset 20 or 25 years of mediocrity. But, Mm. I mean, both these schools, uh, Washington State's been to the Rose Bowl. In the last 25 years, I think they've been twice. Uh, Oregon State has been building the brand the right way. They've been starting slow, and they added stuff to their stadium. They're doing better with their recruiting. They fired some old coaches that were treading on on their history rather than what's most recent in their in their valuation. So, in my opinion, both uh, look they're both land grant schools. They could not fit in any other conference better. Maybe the Big Ten, just from that that aged standpoint. But other than that, they should be in the Big Twelve. This is, if it doesn't happen, it's going to be a sad day. But we also need to put in the back of our head that what's the rush? They have two years to throw a conference together. Yeah. Uh, they let them win this lawsuit with the rest of these conniving schools that left them in the lurch. Let them go out and. And just all you have to do is basically just nod your head and say, hey, you guys, just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, there there could be a home here for you as long as you don't do anything that is going to screw it up. Yeah. It sounds like, Nathan, you would be surprised if this ultimately did not happen. Wh- where do you sit there? Give me a likelihood that we're staring down the barrel of 2026 Washington State, Oregon State, still power five because the Big 12. No, I th- I think it's like a zero. There might be a 0.5% chance they don't get in the Big 12 it, by 2026, which is the marker, right? You want to have uh, you want to be between 16 and 20 teams in your conference yep. and the more more members you have in your conference, the strength of your conference is greater and I 
yeah, I, I think it, it in three years, so I guess now we're two and a half years in a countdown, I, I, I almost guarantee you they're going to be in the Big 12. Washington State and Oregon State. The fans have been spectacular. Again, unlike right. a lot of the Arizona State fans who have come out and, and attacked the Big 12, even administration who have led the, the charge there. That 10% of Utah fans that I keep having to bring up who have been so anti-Big 12. Um, and even right now, making fun of Big 12 teams for losing in the first couple of weeks when Utah is effectively in this conference. And another team whose fan base seems just so enamored with things outside of expansion. That's Colorado mafia and what they are looking at with Deion Sanders and both popularity and controversy that come with him as the head coach. I want to get into them, Colorado replacing Texas. Does that, is that a push of those two brands that is coming up next here on locked on big 12, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. But first German short hairs. Labrador Retrievers, and my shorts. They're all bird dogs. I am, they make you look good, by the way. They make me look good. They make my thighs, like big old tree trunk thighs. People have been staring at my butt because of the bird dog shorts. I'm also not wearing underwear. I Yeah, that's a lot of information I just threw at you right now, but it's all because of bird dogs. They are functional for any occasions, golf, date, wedding, pool, workout, any of those with anti-stink sweat looking fabric. They have built-in underwear. They look like Lulu. They, they're comfortable. It feels almost like you're naked. I would stand up and show you, but that would just be like a full-on crotch shot. I am so in love with these because I went to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college, birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. I entered the promo code locked on college. Even if I, if I didn't want to go to that link, I could still enter promo code locked on college for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. Not like a plastic one, like a, like a, uh, like a hydro flask esque water bottle, birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. Get a free water bottle at checkout. I've got a hat. I got a water bottle. I got a Yeti. They keep sending me stuff and I keep wearing it. I got pants. I got bird dogs pants. You will not want to take your bird dogs off at bird dogs. All right, Mafia, Colorado, the Buffaloes, Deion Sanders, all this controversy has resulted in clicks. Three straight weeks of Fox Big Noon kickoff have the Colorados of this college football world replaced Texas already. Uh, if you're asking, no, that's ah. ridiculous. No, <laughs> it, it, look, we it, nobody thinks that Dion's going to be there longer than probably when Shadur graduates or decides to go to the NFL. I, I think there's every opportunity that uh, he could move along. He, he could be in the NFL. I, I think Florida is going to be a, po- a possible landing place. I, I mean, Dallas Cowboys, depending on how they they're playing well last night, but I mean, they could be looking for a coach at the end of the year. So I think Dion at Colorado, even though he says all the right things, he said all the right things about Jackson State, too. So I, I just no, they're, they're doing well now and they ought to capture that and sell all the T-shirts they can and do everything. But in, in two or three years, I think Dion's somewhere in the SEC. That's my guess. So you've already given us the odds on Oregon State, Washington State to the Big 12. They were 99%. You're 99% confident that in four or five years, Deion Sanders is not in Boulder still and not in the Big 12 by virtue. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And with that, then, if Deion's gone, is there still a mighty Colorado that we're seeing right now through three weeks of college football? 
I mean, I'm the first one to admit that I thought they might win four games and they're obviously going to win more than that. Uh, They have some deficiencies. Depth is still not where it really needs to be if they want to compete with USC and Utah this year in the Pac-12. Next year, they're going to be loaded. They'll have another class underneath them that they'll be, you know, ready to play. But everybody's kind of holding their breath right now about how good TCU is. Um, And what I saw at Colorado State on Saturday night, uh, that did not look like a top 15 or top 20 school to me. So they've still got some room to grow. The thing is, the Big 12 is wide open for brand value. Uh, and and you've noticed several things that have come out. UCF and BYU, you're, you're very high on those brands in the Big 12. You're also, you've talked about how some of these other brands are maybe receding a little bit so there's going to be a shuffle over the next two or three years but don't be surprised if a lot of the new schools that uh, are just being brought in now and i would throw oregon state in that if they were to come in the next couple of years you the the regular guys might not have the tip of the hat that they think they do now with so let's let's open the jackson state conversation not been on espn in the last month. Right. We, right. we haven't heard anything about Jackson State, quite frankly. But when Dion was there, every other thing was Dion Sanders and Jackson State. Right. Do you think if it stays true and he leaves Colorado in three or four years, which, look, not shocking anybody. He's not telling anybody that Colorado is his dream school for the rest of his life. Right. He's, he's a journey. He's going to be a journeyman, at least for the first couple of stops, into possibly the NFL, right. um, which I think he's, he's ixnate to an extent. But God knows every coach says, I'm not going to do it. And they do it. So, Mafia, if that happens to Colorado, we're going to be sitting here the same way. In a month after he leaves Colorado, boulders died down, and they've shuffled into the pack of the TCUs and Texas Techs with a brand similar with the rest of the league. Yeah. I think all the brands in the Big 12 pretty much have the same value. Uh, that includes uh, Utah coming in. In my opinion, Utah is a great brand. I've never talked bad about their brand, but they're not any bigger than BYU or Texas Tech or um, TCU or Oklahoma State. Oh, I mean, Kansas State is flying high, and then they sort of have a, a knuckle of a game on this last weekend. So um, I, I just think that forever the Big 12 is going to be that that conference that has every year four or five teams that could win it and yeah. could make some noise in the in the playoff. The so do we separate? This is tough. This is a tough question because it's going to tick off some Colorado fans. Do we now have to separate Deion Sanders and Colorado already in his tenure because of who he is? Yes. Yeah, have to. And if you're not if you're not being honest with yourself and you're a Colorado booster or you're a graduate that loves to go back and uh, puts value back into your university, you have to understand that Dion's a personality as much as he is. He is a brand. And when he moves on, will they keep some of that cachet? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But if you ever been to Boulder, it, it's a it's a granola. Very, you know, they're not flash. They're certainly mm-hmm. not any better than than any of the schools that we just talked about. For that matter, right. the other schools that are coming in. I mean, for all I know, Cincinnati goes on a run for four or five years where they're just dominant, right? But I, I don't know. There's Colorado yeah. has a national championship. They've got they've got a legacy, which I'm not putting down at all. But that doesn't mean that for some reason, all of a sudden, the lid is off and their capacity to grow is some greater number. I right? this just math doesn't. Their history doesn't prove that out. Now, Mafia, 
you're saying all this, not me. And I and I don't have room to push back here because where where I sit, where I sit, I have not seen enough of of Colorado in the Big 12 the second time around. That's what I'm waiting for with bated breath. This right. isn't the first time they've been here. I got right. to watch Colorado in the Big 12 the first time, and they, they weren't world beaters right. by any means. And they certainly have, have not been world beaters in the Pac-12. I, I am a... I am pro what Dion has done to revolutionize college sure. football and bring it into the new era. Right. So where I, where I want to go here to put a spin on this, for the Colorado fans that have thrown their phone across the room. If Dion Sanders is in Boulder for a decade, going against the odds that I have made and that you have made, because I, I agree again, he's got a personality that belongs in the sec. Right. Say he goes a decade in Boulder. Is this, is he built? Cause now we separated him in the program. Is he built to win in the big 12 as long as he's here? I don't know. Look what he's got mm-hmm. in his, he brought in, uh, uh, Travis Hunter, yep. Yep. who no, unfortunately got hurt by the way. That really sucked. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think he was a, one of the leaders in the clubhouse for, um, the Heisman, but, it, and he's got two sons on his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his namesake is a videographer. He's not even playing football anymore and he has a daughter. So yeah. it, it, where does he go? If all of his kids are out of school, which would be that four to five year horizon. Mm. I, I don't know. Uh, he wanted to give his kids the best opportunity to be successful when he went to uh, Jackson state. Anybody who's looking at it any other way. Yeah. Did he want to raise the profile for HBCUs? Of course he did. Does right. he want to give undervalued and underprivileged kids access to things that they don't normally have? Access? Yes, of course he does. All those things are in his spirit. They're in his, his own little mantra um, mojo, if it was, but mm-hmm. does that mean that in some way he's, he's the latter day Bobby Bowden? I come on where Bobby Bowden was at Florida state, you know, one at the time, one of the most prestige private football universities in the country for 35 years. Boulder is not that that's not a destination in that way. Uh, Mike McCarthy, he was there. He did, he did good things at Colorado, but are they any better than pretty much anybody else you could throw at in and pull out in the pac 12 this year? Because it's not just Colorado who's doing good in the Pac-12. They've they no got kidding. seven, eight teams that could challenge for the championship by the end of the year. Yeah, uh, That's how deep they are. Kind of like the Big 12 has been the last couple of years. And, and it, is Dion going to do more than he already is? Look, you can, you can delude yourself to believe anything. Fans, especially fans, can delude themselves to believe anything if it meets their own expectations. But is there anything in the facts that say – Dion is proven that he's going to be there. He's not going to sign a letter in blood. So mm-hmm. what's the draw to keep him there? It's certainly not going to be money because the big 10 and the sec will be able to throw 10 million, $12 million uh, at him a year. Who can compete with that in, in any other conference? Nobody. Yeah. So no, right. I, I don't, I, I just, I mean, I don't know why people would be upset by that because it's a fact. He came there and he basically told you, told uh, Colorado, your project. I'm coming to you and yeah. here I have this, I'm coming, but now he's already changed it to I'm here. So yeah. where does he go from here now? <laughs> I don't know. He, he went from, he wasn't anywhere to now he's here. Now he goes from where he's here to what dominant dominate the college football world. Could that happen? Anything's possible, but is it likely? Mm, I just don't see it. Wow. Mafia with a hot take on Deion Sanders in Colorado, which is actually a pretty, 
even keel normal take if you pull away the smoke and mirrors and all of the hype. Uh, BYU in Kansas this weekend, Mafia. Let's talk some games coming up this weekend. It's the biggest one on the docket in the Big 12 because Baylor sucks. That's coming up next on Lockdown Big 12, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. But first, our friends from Jace Medical. Jace, the, the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Do not be caught unprepared. With the Jace case, it's got antibiotics and medical treatments for all kinds of scenarios. So certain customers, Frank, says easy as one, two, three. Uh, received his package the same day that he got a sinus infection when his doctor was out of town. Take care of yourself. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. An additional $20 off by using code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Code Locked On. Save $360 plus an additional $20 off by using code Locked On at jacemedical.com. All right, Mafia, BYU, Kansas. The Cougars just won a road game against an SEC program. Kansas just beat Nevada by a score. Yeah. Very different weeks for these two programs. But Kansas is still the favorite. ESPN's FPI still has Kansas winning this game. What do you make of this matchup going down in Lawrence? Look, I, I, we were just talking about reasonable fans, right? And I, I, yeah. I'm definitely a, not a reasonable BYU fan, but I try to try to think a little deeper than just what we see on the surface. And that Arkansas game, they were down 14 points and could have rolled over. And yeah. then they were down 10 points and could have rolled over. Neither time did they just put in their put in their timesheet and walk home, right? So mm-hmm. I think BYU proved a lot. It, it, this is the problem is, the Mountain West, no, sorry, the Mountain West, that's a faux pas. The Big 12 is not playing great, right? So no. the perception of the entire league is down a little bit. Um, so if they're not highlighting this in the Big 12 offices, the this Kansas-BYU game this week, yeah. they're not doing themselves or the conference any good because th- this should be a feature game. It should be one that everybody wants to see what, what the outcome is because, honestly, BYU beats Kansas in Kansas – I would put them front runners for the conference. Yeah. It sounds crazy, but Kansas by far, Kansas and, and Kansas State were t- tip of the top. I think Texas has already sort of shown out. Yeah, they're not all that. I mean, Wyoming, really? And and, and then Oklahoma, who I picked to be in the championship game, mm-hmm. they've also sort of come back to the pack a little bit. So um, – it all comes down to which team shows up. If the BYU team that beat Arkansas on Saturday shows up this Saturday, um, I, I I think they can beat Kansas. Now, Kansas is good, right? They have an experienced coach. They have an, a, an amazing quarterback. And it, are, should they be the odds-on favorite? Obviously, obviously they're at home. Mm-hmm. But this is not your your mom's BYU team. Yeah. Uh, their defense it flies around. If you didn't get to watch the game, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. I would try to find it online. It's on ESPN Plus. You can watch it and and see what BYU brought to the table with defense last year. That quarterback KJ Jefferson, right? Yep, went for 365 yards, another 140 on the ground, yep. five touchdowns. It, it was ugly from the very beginning. 
he barely could complete a pass after the first quarter. It was insane. The lockdown that they had afterwards. So I'm just telling everybody, Jaden Daniels has got to play real, real good um, for Kansas to win. I am. Uh, this Kansas offense might be the best in the Big 12. I'm going to cover you a little bit here because somebody's going to hear you say that Kansas is one of the big teams in the Big 12 now moving into this new era, and they're going to think that's the stupidest thing ever. If you do, you haven't been watching Kansas and the progression of of now Lance Leipold at that university. Right. They have 500 yards per game. They allow 272 yards per game. The defense was the question mark for them, and yeah. they held Illinois to 23 points, Missouri State to 17 points, a team that's been known for offense the last few years. That Nevada game, obviously a struggle. BYU struggled with Sam Houston and everybody in the Big 12 is struggling with these small schools. What do you think? You've already mentioned the defense here. I think that the defense of of BYU has blown me away for how bad it's been in some games where it shouldn't have been the last couple of years where you're like, oh my gosh, how are you losing? Some of the games last season where you're like, this is a head scratcher. And now with the defense shirt up, what does it take for the BYU BYU offense to keep up with Kansas? Because the Jayhawks are still going to score points. Well, BYU beat Arkansas by playing smart defense and not giving up uh, extended plays, right? So they were able to have time on the field that they could run their offense. Their offense isn't as good as it was with Jaron Hall. Um, Keaton Slovis is not as athletic as Zach Wilson. So they've they've had to change the way their offense runs, basically, and it's it's – been a, a big change. I mean, their offense uh, has been great in the air, but on the ground, that's not been great. So they're going to, if they're going to beat Kansas, they're going to have to mix it up a little bit more than they did at Arkansas. Um, the defense, the improvement is in tackling and turnovers. Uh, they're, they turn the ball over. I think they're eighth in the country right now. Uh, they're first in the entire, in all of college football, they're first in converting a uh, red zone, uh, possessions into points they have all touchdowns uh, they don't have one field goal from less than 30 yards so yeah. everything everything that you see for a good game uh, and i can't remember all the kansas stats i apologize but kansas is in, in in the top 20 of four different stats as well so you combine those two things in this game everybody thought was the last game was going to be low scoring i i think you could have another low scoring game this one yeah, it's a, it's a quote that I was told last uh, last week. Every game you think is going to be high scoring usually isn't. So turnovers, right. something happens. One team tries to slow down the other and win it with a war of attrition. And right. maybe we see that in Lawrence on Saturday afternoon. That's Big 12 Mafia. Nathan, where can people find you and your work? Because, man, you're putting out some awesome content. And it's this, what you just gave this show, which are strong takes that you back up and, and very well thought out opinions that are based in the up to the minute research where can they find that every day um youtube it's big 12 mafia show uh, also the holy rivals show with wild ute uh we do that's a that's a holy war show um but both of them are pretty much around the big 12 and byu now utah and mm-hmm. um we cover the entire conference so come there we're news and information you know and it's it's a lot of fun i've, I've got some guys with me immaculate and and moen sports they're the smartest guys in the room that I've been around for a long time. And so if you want to come and be a little bit more than just sitting at the water cooler, just talking over what happened last weekend, watch our shows. Now, because of the NFL, we've had to move our schedule. So now we're not doing Mondays and we're not doing Thursdays. So now we are Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and then 
Saturday or Sunday, we're doing like a pop-up show. So four days a week, um, find us us there. We also had a really successful after the BYU game and a little after the Utah game, uh, some Twitter spaces. So please follow us on Twitter. Follow uh, at B12Mafia on Twitter. Um, and at the Holy Rivals on Twitter, and you'll get those updates when we send out those notifications for both the YouTube and the Twitter Spacer shows. Yeah, always solid, Mafia. Always great to have you on and be on your show as well. Uh, just feel knowledgeable, and and I think honored is the right word to be on the same in the same show with you because of your your extensive knowledge of the Big Twelve. I know, I know, high high praise there, but it's <laughs> legitimately, legitimately. Uh, Mafia, always great to have you on. This has been, it always will be. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Locked on. Hey, thanks again for making it your first listen every single day. Dose Grande. 